Hey, everybody. Welcome to the show. Disney is putting the finishing touches on the parking garage at Downtown Disney. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train catches fire, and not in a good way. And we'll discuss the top ten threads on disboards.com for the month of October. And a little later on, we're going to discuss what's on our Disney bucket list. All that coming up next. From the Bob Barley Studio in Orlando, Florida, this is the Diz Unplugged. This is the Diz Unplugged, episode 751 for the week of November 4th, 2014. The Diz Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disney vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming to you live from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends John Magi, Kevin Close, Teresa Eccles, Julie Martin, back in the production nook, our producer Dustin West, and associate producer Craig Williams. How's everybody today? Excellent. I'm wonderful. Yeah. I'm I got exhausted. my hair cut in a motorhome yesterday. <laughs> I'm exhausted too, Pete. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I spent the weekend with my uh, my niece and nephew were in town. My brother and sister in law. They, they they're leaving today. My niece and nephew are in for another week. But uh, aren't so, you all excited that this is the weather we moved to Florida? I know for? it's gorgeous, and we spent the weekend at Universal and just ran ourselves ragged. Wow, ran ourselves ragged. But it was a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Craig was yep. there. Dustin was there. Yeah, it was fun. Actually, we have a, a cute caption this photo this week. Uh, oh, yeah. You got that, right? You yeah, got that yeah, one? yeah. It's on there. It doesn't have my face in it, does it? No. 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 Okay, good. It's Dustin and Carl screaming like girls. <laughs> <laughs> Fun. But a couple things in housekeeping. Uh, first, want to remind everyone the Delaware meet uh, to raise money for Give Kids the World is this weekend. Uh, Kathy and Dustin and Craig and Jenny Lynn yes. are going to be up there. So... Uh, Hope everybody has a great time. Oh, and uh, uh, Nikki Mancini reminded me that today is the last day to sign up for that event overall. There are portions of the event in Delaware that have sold out, but um, for the kind of general admission for that, today uh, is the very last day to do that. Okay. And yeah. the uh, there is going to be a show. There, These guys are yeah. going to be doing a show up there. So if you want to come see a show live... Um, be the They've Delaware been practicing meet. their dance. Song and dance. I know. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> They're going to put on a show. <laughs> Out in the barn. <laughs> um, Dustin, can you do split? I can do uh, improv. <laughs> yes, he can. Very oh, well. Amazing. Show, he showed, showed us that uh, that talent at the New Jersey meet. <laughs> with the that has nothing to do with splits, right, Kevin? <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> also want to remind everyone the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Uh, every Thursday, disunplugged.com, or you can subscribe to them on iTunes. This week, Michael Bowling takes a look at the history of the Disneyland Hotel with author Don Ballard. I'm very excited about that, actually. Because that, he's the guy that wrote that wrote, book that I gave wrote you. the book. That is one of my favorite books. I love that book. It is a history of the Disneyland Hotel from the perspective of not, it's not from a Disney perspective. It's from the perspective of the hotel, really. Um, and you know it's what? It's in our house. Stop looking like you've never seen it before. <laughs> it's a great, great book, and uh, very excited actually uh, to hear this. So check that out this coming Thursday, and uh, then uh, the team. I can't believe I have to read this. Uh, the team are going to discuss their favorite bathrooms uh, at the Disneyland Park. I think that's oh, awesome. That's as, a, awesome. as a parent, that is great because there are some bathrooms on Walt Disney really? World property that I would you not want to take my all children have favorites. in. Favorites, right? No, I don't. I you actually don't. don't. I don't. No, I don't. John, you got there a are, favorite? There are uh, ones yeah, I, I would prefer to use exactly. over other ones. See? Okay, well, yeah. that's But a I wouldn't favorite. say like, oh, it's my I, favorite bathroom. I love it. I love the new bathrooms the in America. In the yeah. American movie, yeah, those bathrooms, bathroom. oh my gosh, the they're ones. beautiful. Yeah. There are plenty of them. I would you walk across the park to use that? I would. Oh, would you? I'd skip a bathroom to use. Yeah, it was an emergency. You would skip a bathroom to use Morocco. To use when I had Morocco. when I was with my mom because they had an accessible. No. Uh, we like companion house. restrooms too. Yeah. We're big fans of those. Okay, there, there's our conversation. <laughs> there <we go. laughs> so uh, that's coming up this week on the Disneyland edition of the Dis Unplugged. So that will be up on Thursday. Potty um, talk. Also, a couple. 
Sorry. That's great. A couple of weeks ago, we mentioned that we're going to start accepting uh, articles or submissions from folks for articles on the Diz, and uh, that will be going up either Wednesday or Thursday. Um, we had to fix a couple of technical issues with that and uh, to make sure it worked correctly, but we've got everything going. So uh, just going to do a little more testing, and uh, that should be going up on either Wednesday or Thursday. We'll be releasing information on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Diz Unplugged. And uh, if we use your article on the Diz, um, 50 bucks, we're going to pay you. So there's that. And I've gotten actually a lot of people have been emailing about it. Yeah. So I think we've got some some real interest, which I'm excited about. Everybody's been writing been writing a lot of uh, articles lately from the team and uh, some great articles. Dustin just put one up uh, yesterday yeah. on uh, top four reasons Hollywood studio needs to change. Yeah. And that just, that's insane. It's been shared like 22,000 times. I've got to tell you something. I read most of them and it's knowledge that, you know, because of here that I kind of know. I thought that was really well written. Oh, thank you. I, I enjoyed it and I agree with everything. But yeah. it's um, things I didn't even think about. Yeah, it's more. It's more of a. Um, it's thoughtful. Yeah, it's, it's it's more of a thoughtful thing. It's not like here's knowledge that I have about Disney's Hollywood Studios, even though some of that is incorporated. It's more of like this is how I want this park to be in the future, and maybe we can all get together and um, feel the same way about it. That's kind of the feel of the article. You have hope for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's what I got from it. So um, we have a lot of articles going up every week. We get new articles going up on the days every day during the week. So just go to the DIS homepage, uh, www.info.com. I think this is a really good idea. I really like it. We needed it for a while. We've needed it for a while, having those some some uh, original or some original articles going up on the site. And so thoughts different than ours. And it's it's nice because you know kind of gives everybody a chance to touch on their own their own passions and things like that. And you know there's. The only, editing, the only editing done to these articles is when Leah goes through and corrects punctuation. Maybe I'll get out the typewriter and write one. <laughs> <laughs> um, and also want to apologize to everyone about last week's poll not going up. Apparently there were some changes uh, in the terms of service with Facebook that affected a number of apps, um, and ours was one of them, uh, the app that we use to uh, post the polls on Facebook. I understand that has been corrected. I haven't looked today. Um, but hopefully we'll have a poll going up today. And uh, if we do, we'll draw, I think, yeah, just for the inconvenience, we'll draw three winners uh, next next week from, from the next poll. So, But that'll go up on uh, Facebook, hopefully, later today. And we'll tell you what that poll is at the end of the show. But uh, that's all I have. Anybody else uh, housekeeping? I'd like someone to fix the clock. It's daylight savings yes. time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. My, uh, Can you do it from your phone? No, I can't. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was cool. I know that clock is battery operated. I have that same clock. I know you can't do that from here, <laughs> unless I, it's we were Dustin to do it. Well, I didn't. Uh, I didn't. I didn't change my my alarm clock. Um, I was like I said, we we're Universal over the weekend. And I didn't change my alarm clock, and so this morning I got up. I'm like, damn, I'm late, you know. And I get up. I'm running around. I'm doing stuff. And I sit down at the computer and I look at the look at the time. It's like, oh, that's right. Oh, but that's a good feeling, though. That is a good feeling. At that moment, it's like that you I have an extra that. hour to get ready. This yeah. was four days ago, you know, right? And especially with the dog. Especially with the dog. Well, like I said, I was at Universal. I wasn't here. I didn't get home till last night, so it wasn't something that you know. I wasn't running home from Universal to change the alarm clock. Um, and with the dog, especially right now, where she's at in her development, um, we're kind of going through the terrible twos, and. Boy, she's a handful in the morning. She's a bundle of energy. Love her to death. Can't. And their internal clock doesn't change when the time. Right. No. We found that out. Yeah. It doesn't. Yes. Okay. Sophie now thinks four o'clock is appropriate. Yes. Right. That's the way Klaus is. So, all right. Anything else? Nothing for me. housekeeping? Nothing really? No. Okay. <laughs> All right. We'll move on to the news. You had to be sure. All right. Our first news story. Disney's technology group reorganization to affect some Orlando jobs. The Disney's global technology group for its parks and resorts division is undergoing a sweeping reorganization that is expected to result in some employees losing their jobs, mostly in the Orlando area, reports the Orlando Sentinel. The restructuring process for the company's global tech group 
is within its Parks and Resorts section. Disney did not specify how many jobs will be cut due to the reorganization, but some of the jobs will be replaced by other titles to reach specific goals for the company. In addition, Disney is also outsourcing information technology jobs. Spokeswoman Jackie Waller said in a prepared statement, Disney is, quote, restructuring our global technology organization to support future innovation and new capabilities. Currently, less than 30% of the technology staff works in roles Disney considers, quote, new capabilities development. In the new organization, that will become 65%. The Orlando Sentinel reports that Disney is giving employees 90 days to apply for new positions within the company. Other job assistants will be supplied to workers as well. So what are the new capabilities? If we've already done My Magic Plus and Well, I think think that's... I think they're moving more people over to that, um, into that capacity. Um, But obviously, I mean, Disney always has plans for, you know, what's coming up next. But um, at first, I wasn't sure if this was a restructuring because there were problems with My Magic Plus and they were getting rid of people. But uh, in reading more about it, it just turns out they're just kind of shuffling a lot of things around and reassigning people to focus on, especially in parks and resorts. And one of the places... The parks and resorts is really hamstrung is in their reservation system and we've been hearing that there are there's a lot of work being done right now in uh redoing and kind of updating their reservation system the problem is is that they're ba- they're using this this software that is very very old and yeah i i believe it was a a, a combination of contractual issues and some technical issues that have prevented them from doing everything that they wanted to be able to do to improve it. And as a result, you know, we have some of the issues that we see all the time with Disney systems being down. And um, But I know that some of the new leadership at Parks and Resorts has been like, you know, this is ridiculous. Because the, the guy heading Walt Disney Parks and Resorts right now is named uh, Kenneth uh, Svensson. And he used to be in charge of uh, Walt Disney Travel Company out in California, left the company to go work for Hilton, I believe it was, and then came back when the role as senior vice president of uh, Walt Disney Travel out here came up, and he comes back from Hilton, and he goes, okay, guys, we're in the dark ages. This has got to change. So he's been he's been lobbying for more money to make a lot of changes to this stuff, and so I think that this is part of that. I think this probably is part of that initiative, and uh, I'm hoping that he gets it done. They're in desperate need of it. Because they really are using their reservation system at Disney is is really kind of hamstrung by that that legacy stuff. It is it is sad to think that people would lose their jobs over this, but it is also exciting to think that you know there could be a better organization with all that stuff. I have to imagine in my mind, I see it as Disney throughout the years, especially with their reservation systems. It, it seems like it would have just been an old system and then a new system piled on top of that and piled on top of that instead of restructured from I, the beginning. I don't know for certain, but I, I remember being told at one point, and this could be completely wrong, but I do remember being told at one point that it wasn't that simple, that okay. it was there, was there were contractual issues, uh, that the contract Disney signed when they had this system built was remarkably prohibitive. And that has been an ongoing issue. And uh, the way it was set up in order to change it, I think it sounded to me like it was about building a new one from the ground up. And when you are this size and, you know, dealing with the volume that Disney deals with, I can't imagine. It's tough. I know when I think about it from a dream standpoint, if we had to rebuild our reservation engine from the ground up, that would be that would be massive. And, you know, obviously we're. A speck compared to Disney. One of the so. issues with Disney that I know for a fact, this is actually something I actually know for sure, is that um, their a lot of their uh, technology is was built piecemeal. So let's say, for example, their dining reservation was built as a separate module from the full reservation system. So when it, ca- when it came time to integrate all of these, they had to make a decision: What do we do? Do we just make them talk to each other? Do we completely revamp the whole thing? So this is what you find. You know, with every system at Disney, is there's this decision of how do you handle that legacy system going forward. So hopefully that's where this is going. Well, I mean, I don't know. It sounds to me though that this is. I know you have more to say on this, but it sounds to me like this is a little bit 
beyond just reservations. It sounds like they might be going to something else. Well, no, absolutely. Cool, but a, a, the fact that it's it's parks and resorts is specified in the article yeah. is kind of your, you know, that's the buzzword for Walt Disney Travel, parks and resorts. So um, I think that's definitely a big part of it. Of course, there are other initiatives, I'm sure. I don't know what they are, but, you know, I think it's safe to say that there are other initiatives, uh, not just within My Magic Plus and My Disney Experience, um, but beyond that, that they're, they're working on and they're looking at. Um, but also keep in mind that Disney especially in terms of the internet they've only embraced technology in the last seven years um, you know there was a lot of a lot of the leadership at Disney uh, from for a long time was old guard um, these are guys who came up through you know the rank, the rank and file uh, from travel the travel industry you know retail travel uh, airlines things like that and so adopting some of this new technology kind of came slowly. There was a recent, you know, from on several levels, uh, we've talked about it, a lot of changes in terms of the leadership now. And a lot of people that have been brought in are people who are, I think, much more in touch and in tune with, with technology and what it can do. And so I think, you're gonna, I think that's part of this, generally speaking. But we'll see. We'll see what happens. I think it sounds like they're doing a good job, too, of trying to replace, uh, put these people in different positions. So. Yeah. All right, our second news story. Opening date is set for Disney Springs Parking Garage. Can you believe it, Pete? You know, Hallelujah. Visitors to downtown Disney can start using the complex's first new parking garage on November 20th. The garage opened for a trial run for employees. Are you putting that on your calendars? <laughs> The, the garage opened for a trial run for employees only this past Sunday. Additional levels will open for the general public two and a half weeks after that, Disney said. The opening of the garage should help alleviate congestion in the area. Getting around and parking has been particularly difficult during downtown Disney's expansion. The complex is doubling its number of dining, shopping, and entertainment options as it tra- transforms into an area called Disney Springs. The project includes two parking garages with 60,000 spaces. 6,000. 6,000 spaces. I'm never going back. I even think 6,000 spaces sounds like a lot. 60,000. It also includes two pedestrian bridges, widening of Buena Vista Drive with dedicated bus lanes, and an extension off an interstate, interstate 4 exit ramp that will lead directly into the garage. The garage has five levels with about 4,000 parking spaces. On November 20th, the first through fourth levels will be partly open with about 1,700 spaces available. In December, nearly 3,000 spaces will then become available. Features such as entrance ramps and escalators also still need to be so added. So if they, if they need entrance to add entrance ramps. ramps, how do we get into it? <laughs> you just jump from I-4. <laughs> Is there well, going to be a charge? I'll tell for you parking? what, it's not going to be. Uh, I, we haven't heard. I, I don't think right. so. There better not be. No, I doubt it. There is speculation that perhaps there might be. There's speculation that they might continue the valet service so that those who don't want to go and park on the fifth floor of the 60,000 parking spot <laughs> garage, 6,000. One of the Chatterati wants to know when the fast pass window opens. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I have come to a place where I'm, I'm not ranting about this anymore. They're opening the garage. I'm ready to move on. I want to get back to downtown Disney. I really do. Um, you know, I, I I want to get back. I used to love going over there and just walking around, hanging out, doing some shopping, taking my mother over there. I won't go. I we won't go. go. It's just, it's too much. When it takes 45 minutes to get from the entrance of uh, Hollywood Studios to the gas station across the street from yeah. Pleasure Island. Um, okay, no, no. So, once this opens, you know what? I'm ready to move on. Um, I, I'm excited about Disney Springs. I am. I cannot wait. Everything I'm seeing, everything I'm hearing, it sounds like it's going to be awesome. It sounds like it's going to be awesome. So, I'm just excited for this to move forward and open the damn parking garage already. 
I'm actually I'm actually quite excited about this. I used to be a cashier slash person that worked at a parking garage, so I kind of know parking garages. And uh, He's I'm an expert. On, <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. Exactly. Yeah, really. <laughs> there are no words. Um, I worked at one that was an entire city block, and it was only two thousand spaces, and that was five stories tall. So I'm interested to see what like the flow of all these of sixty thousand six hundred thousand spaces. <laughs> <laughs> I'm interested to see what the flow of this parking deck is. It sounds like it's going to be innovative. What is neat. Universal's parking deck? Do we know? I oh, have I have no idea. It feels like it's Craig. Why don't that. you know this? You really want this information at your fingertips? <laughs> Let me tell you something. Craig was with us this weekend. This guy knows Universal like the yes, back of his hand. Absolutely, like does. the back of his hand. I was asking like him Dustin questions. Dustin knows parking garages. <laughs> yes, really. <laughs> And he was my buddy at the fam, and, and he educated me. Anything <laughs> and uh, anything we asked him, he had an immediate answer for, and he was right. So, just bravo to you. Half the time, our guide was wrong, and Craig, he was like, "No, no she's that's telling us right. incorrect information." <laughs> oh, Craig did a Craig was Craig was great this Thank weekend. Thank you. You don't know how many parking spots. I did really don't. I mean, there. I There's a lot. When Universal <laughs> opened that parking garage. They said it was one of the structures on Earth that you could see from space. It seems like, like the great ever that it that was that was a what Universal's parking garage? Universal yeah. parking spot Universal park Universal's parking garage is a uh, building that's visible from space. It's so big. Wow! Wow! I didn't know that. Do you mean it is big? Out? But yeah, yeah. Wow. well, they also have two, so that makes that makes an even bigger dis uh, blah. Just We're all in trouble today. Yeah, uh, it feels like it's twice that to me when I look at the amount of people who come in through those moving sidewalks and don't get out of my way, it feels like there's 12,000 of them. <laughs> I, I would actually probably say there's between ten to 12,000 parking spaces between both structures. If the one at Disney Springs has... 60,000, 60, I would say. <laughs> I would say it's probably between correcting 10 and 12. <laughs> I don't want people starting to think that it really is 60,000. 60,000. 60,000. It's like a big city. Just excited to see it open. Yep. Sure. All right. Our third news story. Third and final this news story. This is scary. Seven Dwarfs Mine Train catches fire at Walt Disney World, likely caused by firework, firework embers. A small portion of the Seven Dwarfs Mine Train attraction at Walt Disney World caught fire on Saturday night with embers from fireworks at the Magic Kingdom as... When? When embers from fireworks at the Magic Kingdom landed on the exterior of the attraction. The nightly fireworks had just ended when embers landed on the building outside the attraction about 10 to 30 p.m., igniting the fire, a Disney spokeswoman said. The fire was first reported on social media about 10.20 p.m. Which is about when we heard about it, yeah. Yep. Reedy Creek Fire Department responded and extinguished the fire within minutes, according to eyewitnesses. An aerial ladder was used to put out the fire. The fire was quickly put out and no one was hurt, a Disney spokeswoman said. Um, blah, blah, blah. Reedy Creek Fire officials said the fire likely started when fallout fireworks landed on top of the attraction and ignited decorative materials on the outside of the structure. Quote, we believe fireworks fell from the Magic Kingdom fireworks show and the ash landed at the top of the attraction, catching the fake grass on fire. Oh. Bo Jones, spokesman for the Reedy Creek Fire <laughs> Department, said in a statement, why is that funny? That sounds made up. <laughs> you said it, Bo Jones. <laughs> he, goes, he goes by bones. <laughs> The fire was contained to just the grass and did not get into the building or structure, said Bo. (laughs) (laughs) Bo knows fire. Bo knows fire. (laughs) That's an old commercial. The fire occurred during regular park hours and was difficult to access due to its location. Passengers on the ride were able to get off safely. No injuries or major structural damage was reported. The coaster was closed for two hours before reopening around midnight. Aren't you surprised this hasn't happened before? It has happened before. It happened a few months ago at uh, Little Mermaid. Mermaid. Same thing. Um, That embers from the fireworks landed on that and caught it on fire. Same thing. It was, you know, there was no structural damage. They closed it for a few hours, got everybody off and uh, and reopened it. Uh, But this is now the second time that this has happened. So uh, I'm, you know, what... I don't know what they do about this, other than I think the only thing they really can do is install sprinkler systems on the top of those attractions that will go off during the fireworks. 
Um, well, they need to just get rid of the fireworks that are set off right at the yeah. castle. Oh, my. Uh, most of those aren't even necessary, and all it does is cause smoke that blocks the real fireworks you want to see in the back. In this section, this before, um, the mine train and all, that before was off. It wasn't where we were, right? This is like the new area. So, what are you talking about? Okay, yeah. okay. He's saying, is it isn't it is it closer to the castle than right? The is it closer like, than the, than the things there? were before? You know, because bef- this and the, the little mermaid. The to me like someone was taking the the video and the pictures I saw looked like someone was taking pictures from the fast pass entrance. In. So yep. that's closest to the to the castle for sure. What they so usually do the is they'll fireworks. spray down Fantasyland and no one's allowed back there. But if one of those fireworks that shot off of the castle catches a good wind and lands yeah. onto that mine train, it's it's going to well, catch they fire. Spray unless down a lot of things though. I don't know. Yeah. Did you guys notice um, on uh, Saturday night we were at Halloween Horror Nights over at Universal, and on the top of the the, the, ha- the haunted houses where they had the they were tents. All of them had sprinklers going the entire time. Yeah, and I don't know if their fireworks could reach that. Well, I don't think it was about fire. I think it was just about fire safety because they had a lot of people yeah. and a lot of yeah. stuff in tents. So, you know, picture that. But yeah. um, I think what bothers me the most about this is I would think that everything at the Magic Kingdom would be flame resistant. I would think that they would take such good care into making sure that while it looked real, like real grass on top of the roofs, that it would be some material that would not catch fire. Well, you know, there's there's, there's flame resistant and then there's, you know, fireproof and they can't make fireproof. Yeah. I don't think. Yeah, but you look at, let's look for just a quick moment. One of the things I was sort of uh, enamored about, about at Seven Doors Mine Train was they have these really cool lampposts. And the lampposts look like chunks of uh, trees that have been hewn down and painted, and when I went over and touched it, it was obviously not wood. However, they look just like wood. So why isn't everything made out of some material like that, some that wouldn't catch fire? Well, I don't know. It just it seems like right. this is... They can't do everything. I mean, how do they make what? grass that... It has to be steel grass. Right? Yeah. No, it could be some composite material. It could be plastic that would melt rather than catch fire. Oh, that would be good for your lungs, right? <laughs> well, well, I mean... Kids' pajamas flame retardant. Oh, and I never put my kids yeah, in them either. But we, those are we took our not chance. Good they wouldn't burn; they would just melt. Really? Mm-hmm. I don't know. This seems like it seems like this shouldn't be a problem that they're having. Yeah. It shouldn't be an issue at all. And for some reason, for it to happen, it seems weird. Well, One of the things, though, I like, will say is that the weather's been so dry that that could be, you know, weather's been that, very dry. We've not had a lot of rain lately. Right. Um, certainly been cold. I mean, Mike, it was in the 40 Saturday night. I mean, it was downright Wonderful, cold. Wonderful, it? it? was gorgeous. I yeah, loved it. That makes it. those embers last longer it. and hit the ground hot. Yeah. So I'm sure they're going to do something. I mean, obviously now that the second story of this happening, so I think this is probably getting an enormous amount of attention internally right now. Um, this is also rough because in a time of social media, you can't hide anything. No. You know, I'm flames thing. on a building. Right. <laughs> Yeah, but in the past, you might have said, I was at Walt Disney World and something caught fire, and you have to wait for your film to be developed before you could show something. There was a time, I don't know if you remember it, but speaking about social media, do you remember when the man passed away under um, Planet Hollywood? Hollywood yep. Yes, in the moat. Yeah. They said that was the first time that Disney um, ever admitted that someone passed away on Disney property. They had no choice. The thought, pro- right? The thought process always was was they would call in the ambulance, and they would not pronounce them dead until they left Disney property. And Disney, used, you know, would say no one's ever, you know, died on Disney property. Well, that wasn't actually the case. They just wouldn't pronounce them dead. So what's happened is social media and the fact that people now know everything as soon as it happens changes a whole it lot. Does. They have to be a lot more honest, a lot more forthcoming. Now, shifting the discussion away from this a little bit, but still keeping it in the new fantasy land realm, uh, I want to discuss a little bit about a rumor that we heard over the weekend. We have it on very good authority. Um, I'll say that, but I'm still classifying this as a rumor that they are going to be opening up, be our guest for breakfast. And I think that is, uh, it's got to be in response to the absolute ridiculous amount of complaints that we see from people that say they want to get in there and can't opening it up for breakfast I think would be brilliant I think that would I mean, you're going to at least add I don't know how many people that restaurant right, can right, handle right, an hour but seats, right. you got to figure <clears throat> it can process some people 
um, opening that up for fast passes because uh, right now you can if you're staying on property uh, you can get a fast pass to be our guest for lunch and that's even gotten very difficult to get now but uh, they're saying what we're hearing is that it's going to be the February March time frame where they're going to start offering this and uh, what do we think we think that's good idea oh, yeah. it's not oh, yeah. going to be it's not going to be a character meal it's not going to be a character meal. We, we've heard that. Even if it's the same system where it's sort of the fast food, place your order, sit down thing, I think it's a great idea. I do too. It gives people yeah. an opportunity to be in that building. I would love to have breakfast in there. Just I think that would be a cool place, a cool venue for breakfast. Even though it would be even cooler if it was character. Can you imagine like Mrs. Potts, you know, and Chip and all those yeah. characters running it's around this, for you breakfast? Know, that would maybe be amazing. once the the brouhaha over this dies down. First of all, what they've done is they've taken theming in the restaurant even higher. Oh, so incredible. I think once this becomes, it doesn't, it's not the hottest thing. Well, that's kind of sad when there's a fire in a fantasy land. Once it's become, it's not the new kid on the block. I think you will probably see the, the characters are in. But I wonder when that happens with this. I mean, it took a few solid, solid, few years for it to die down with uh, well when they open something new well there's uh, going to yeah, be you know they're or raises s- the price or right. makes it more difficult to get right. or so there's enough sell, complaints yeah. on the board that listen they served me you know it was salmon on toast for breakfast or something it was amazing how how much the wa- how much water was thrown on the fire of La Cellier when they moved it to two uh, right. two dining credits two table service credits yeah all of a sudden people's <laughs> vacations weren't ruined when they yeah, couldn't get exactly. a it wasn't as know? important That's something right. that happened on our fam which I thought was really really interesting and also a little scary we were with our our family walked through the new fantasy land we got a tour of it and people were in line for lunch at Be Our Guest at 10.30am these are people who obviously didn't have the fast pass for it and so they've taken their morning now and they're standing in line for at least an hour because I assume they don't serve lunch until 1130. Right, I think they've done away with that standby line now for lunch. I think they're not this doing it was anymore. How many weeks ago? Three weeks ago? No, not even. Right, two? Yeah. I've heard, I've heard it's either going away or has gone away. But I, I could be wrong. I, I have, could be wrong on that. I have yet to eat it, be our guest, for any meal. I don't see the... I mean, I... I'm waiting for it to die down. You're old and bitter. I am old and bitter. I went with Corey for some sort of like intro. I mean, thing. I walk through, but I'm yeah. I just I it's know. a great space. It's a great, it's a space, great space to have a meal. The meal we had was really good, but it was very early on in the process, so I don't I know. If I had has I had dinner there just a few months ago, and I got to tell you, I thought it was excellent. I had lunch there a few months ago. Thought it was excellent. Someone in chat just pointed out if the rest of the restaurants in the Magic Kingdom beefed up their selections and their menus, it might take some of the pressure off Be Our Guest. That's a good point. That's a very good point. Um, I agree. I agree. Yeah, go for breakfast. I think they should. If Disney's smart, there you go. Maximize revenue. It's going to be open anyway. So that's the rumor that uh, February, March time frame, uh, Be Our Guest will be open for uh, breakfast. Cool beans. So we'll wait and see if that actually pans out. All right. That'll do it for the news. All right. Thank you, John. We're going to move on to uh, last week's Where in the World. Uh, we I, I gave you an easy one um, for those watching. This was the uh, picture that we put up, and the vast majority of you got it correct. It was, in fact, Port Orleans Riverside was the uh, was the location of that picture. I, I think pretty much everybody everybody pretty much got it. Um, but uh, yeah, we I, I threw you an easy one, and that's the last one, the easy one you're getting. Now I'm just going to make them. It's just going to be like a little speck, grain of sand, grain of sand, and you're going to have to tell me where it's from. Um, this week, for a caption, this we came up with something. I said we were in Universal over the weekend, and I was playing with my my new camera and uh, got a picture of Dustin and my nephew Carl on the Hulk coaster, and uh, <laughs> was able to get this shot. Um, of them, and I thought that would make a great. How did you get this shot? Um, the Hulk coaster. There's a yeah. bridge that you can stand on, and the car comes right down. And I was just doing rapid fire shots. That's really good. It's a. Uh, this camera's amazing. Oh my gosh, that's really. Um, that's incredible. The Nikon D800. Um, I love this camera. I've been taking Dustin some great pictures. Dustin looks like he's peeing his panties. You, <laughs> he's holding panties. on for dear life. Carl's like, woohoo! Yeah. <laughs> did you know where they were seated, or did you just take the, a guess? They were. I told him to wait for the front. All right. 
and to give me an idea. Text me when he was getting on, and he did. He let me know we were getting ready to get on, so I knew their car was coming. And uh, so you have four thousand pictures of other people. No, <laughs> no, I actually just, just probably the, like approaching, 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 and passing you, right? Yeah, I was That's doing. I, it, yeah. I was doing uh, uh, rapid, rapid That's shot. Cool. So, gosh, um, I can't do stuff like that anymore. I did the one side the of the. What? The Dragon Challenge, whatever it's called now. Yeah. I felt like I was drunk when I got off, and I had no alcohol because this was early in the morning. <laughs> I was like, okay, no more coasters. For I make me. most of my decisions based on how it's going to make me feel afterwards. I think I just don't want to do. It. I don't want to have a hurt back. I don't want my head to hurt. I stopped riding um, the Tower of Terror. It made me queasy, oh, really? and I've ridden it enough times, and now I just tell people, listen, it makes me sick for the rest of the day. I don't have anything to prove. I think mine's more about going upside down. I, that, I shouldn't go upside down. Yeah, I can't do the upside down thing. Or the spinning. Spinning doesn't bother me. Tower of Terror doesn't bother me. Because I love Everest and I love Tower of Terror. It's it's more about the going upside well, down. Well, even has to be. you know, even when I went on Everest, like I think it was last year, um, at the end of it, I was like, okay, wow, that was extreme. Um, oh, really? So yeah, as I'm getting older, I'm I'm getting wimpier when it comes this, to that stuff. Did you ever see the Modern Family where Phil realizes he can't ride roller coasters anymore? It's the same conversation they had on TV. We all said the same thing. <laughs> well, Dustin and my nephew certainly can and did. Uh, and so this is the caption this for this week. Go to facebook.com slash disunplugged and give us your caption. We'll read the three we like best next week on the show. And we are going to head on over now to Rapid Fire, and we'll start with John. All right. Mine is that Disney Cruise Line has extended their onboard rebooking window to 24 this months. This is so funny. Just a real quick sort of recap if someone doesn't know what I'm talking about. When you're on a Disney cruise, you can rebook a new cruise in the future and get whatever perks are being offered at that time. Uh, usually it's a discount. It's always a good deal. It's always a good deal. It's better than what you get if you wait till you got home. But it's usually a discount and a shipboard credit and possibly a reduced deposit. And it used to be you could book any date you wanted, any future date you wanted that was available, and then continue to push that back and push that back until you actually wanted to travel. And people were doing this for years. Years. It would push their reservation forward and forward and forward. So uh, a while ago, Disney decided we are going to limit that policy. You can only push your reservation back to 18 months from the day you make it on board. So uh, if you were uh, looking to travel... Originally it was... Infinity. Unlimited. You could do whatever you wanted. So if you were looking to travel two or three years from now, the people weren't rebooking because you only had 18 months to travel. Well, now they've gone from 18 months to 24 months. However, there's a couple of good news points. Well, that's a good news unto itself. But there's a couple of good news points in this in that everybody who was booked already under the old policy is grandfathered into this 24-month policy. Um, unfortunately, it's affected some of our clients who just missed that 18-month window. So we're trying to see if Disney will do a case-by-case basis to fix that. But 24 months is better than 18, and hopefully someday Disney will realize that that's just silly because other cruise lines do forever. They actually do a placeholder reservation yeah. that's called a future cruise, and you can use it whenever you want. Well, it, it, to limit it to first to 18 months was unrealistic because who can, who can I mean, afford that? People, right. And most clients... You're going to go. They cruise every other year, and they want to cruise the same time of year. Most, at least mine do. So this going back to 24 months is helpful, but to do the infinity one would be, you know, because you just don't know. You don't know. Right. You know. Exactly. All right. Thank you, John. Gavin. Mine's just a recap. Uh, we still have space available for the San Francisco Backstage Magic. August 1st through the 9th, if you're interested, write to me. That trip is guaranteed to go, though. We have enough people on it that it's going, so it's not. Just to those of you who have already booked, I have not had a chance to actually book you in yet. I'm going to do that this week. I have your reservations. Everything's cool. I just haven't done it with Adventures by Disney. Right. What we have is we have a group of rooms that are guaranteed. Kevin just needs to put your name in that room. Correct. It's been really crazy. Um, The Viking River Cruise that we talked about last week. I have 33 people signed up. Wow. Uh, there is still space available. All of the balcony staterooms, except the French balconies, are available. And there are there's a uh, one category of standard rooms left. It is the ship is starting to fill up. If you're interested, it's we've got a great group of people. I've started a thread on the Diz boards about it. If you're interested to see who else is going, and if you'd like to go, let me know. Um, 
the most expensive category starts at about $5,300 a person, and it goes down to about $24 a person based on double occupancy. Single travelers pay 200% of the price, so you pay the same as two people. So if you've got a friend or a family member or a coworker who would like to travel with you, this is the time to grab them and say, you, we can split the cost. And this is based strictly on cruise availability this isn't a group that we've held right so these are selling these are staterooms that are going away forever because people are booking them so please act fast if you want to come with us i've been told that the ship starting to fill up is kind of scary the ship is uh, it's being sold out <laughs> <laughs> it's like when you're on the plane and the person next to you says oh look we're going down don't say that um <laughs> the ship is not filling up it is selling it awesome thank you kevin thanks shecky Teresa. Uh, December 6th and 7th is the 37th Cracker Christmas of Fort Christmas Historical Park. And this is so cool. This is amazing. This it is, a is lot of fun. Um, It's in Fort Christmas, Florida. Um, it's free admission, huge craft fair, demonstrations of weaving, Dutch oven cooking, spinning, lace making, pioneer food, handmade crafts. Um, you can tour the facilities. The fort is really cool. <coughs> A lot of 4-H groups and local churches have, they're selling um, local foods like swamp cabbage, gators, meat, stew and biscuits, all kinds of fun, interesting local very, things. This is a very rural area, uh, Christmas, Florida. Is yes, a, a, yes, a very is. rural area. <laughs> and uh, uh, But I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I've only been once. It was a few years ago. And some of the stuff they were selling, the crafts, oh, my gosh, they were amazing. Jewelry alone, woo. <laughs> Absolutely year. amazing. Yeah. And so if you're, you know, if you're in town, that we it's December 6th and the 7th. It is the 6th and the 7th. And we'll that here. is the weekend we're on the cruise. But we get off the ship on the 7th. And I am, this is on my way home. So if anybody wants to tag along and you got a car, let's go do this. Because I really, it's a fun, it's a fun event. It and is. it's free. Just to go walk around and, you know. It is. So go craft shopping in Christmas, Florida with Teresa. Yeah. It'll be fun. Awesome. I think, John, you with me, right? There's not enough alcohol in the world. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is fun. It's, it, it's like the start of the Christmas season. You know, I like it. It's been a tradition for us. Oh, that's mine. All right. Thank you, Teresa. Mrs. Martin, lovely to see you, by um, the way. The Sound Lion Retail Store is coming to Disney Springs. The Orlando Business Journal is reporting that by the end of 2015, a Sound Lion retail store will open at Disney Springs. Um, it's a store that focuses on high-tech personal listening products, including headphones, docking stations, wireless music players, and other music products. Some of the popular brands that can be found in the store um, would be Beats by Dre, Sony, JBL, and Earbuds. The only one that rings a bell for me is Sony. <laughs> And currently there are only two Sound Lion retail stores in the U.S. and both of them are located in Massachusetts. So I guess this is kind of a big deal that they're going outside of their their normal zone. It also mentions that Baby Cakes of NYC has filed papers um, which suggest a new eatery could be opening at Disney Springs. That's the gluten-free thing? Yeah, I think so. (laughs) That's all. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Julie. Why, don't, why doesn't someone just break down and put an Apple store there? Why don't they just do it? Uh, it, it, seems, it's, it's, it seems like a weird thing for uh, a resort destination. Yeah. I, I think people are going to be shocked to hear me say this. I don't want we an have, Apple store there. We have enough Apple yeah. stores. Give me something boutique. Give me something unique. Give me something I can't get. Every place else and I go. Would unique. you go to downtown Disney to buy earbuds? Let me, let me just say if this. I, look, if I'm on vacation... And you need it. Let me tell you something. It's happened. It happened in in Europe, where my uh, my noise canceling headphones uh, died on me, and I needed to get some for the for the trip home. So I was absolutely looking for it. Um, so yeah, I abs- I do think that uh, people would 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 shop there uh, for either headphones or whatever. I mean, music is music, and yeah. we all love to listen to music and. Um, you know, stores like this. I'm I'm attracted to stores like that. I mean, look at its logo. It's so cool. It's a cool. Logo. So I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm excited to check it out. I think um, that what talk to me about music and electronics. I'm very happy. Yep. I think also when I say <laughs> at an Apple store, it's because people are going to go anyway. People who are on vacation and have a car are going to go to the malls anyway yep. and shop. Why don't you put it right there? How convenient! And you imagine the business that would do. The more ways you can give me to listen to show tunes, <laughs> I'm a happy man. <laughs> a happy man. 
All right, thank Into you, Julie. Into the woods comes out at Christmas time. What's um, that? Into the woods comes I can't out at wait. Christmas. Just saying. <laughs> can't wait. Dustin. Uh, okay, I'll go. Well, as uh, as you all know, um, the festival of the Masters was canceled this year due to all the craziness Ooh. at, at uh, downtown Disney. But the good news is there are several. Um, merchandise events uh, scheduled for November, a lot of which include um, meeting uh, meet and greets with um, Disney artists at the uh, at the Art of Disney in downtown Disney. So, for example, November 6th through, 9th, uh, through the 9th, we'll have David E. Doss. He'll be at the Art of Disney. Uh, Great artist. I love his stuff. Oh, yeah. He's the one that does uh, like the Yacht and Beach Club Is stuff. It, oh, that, no, no. He does like the, the beachy scenes. Yeah. And, you know, uh, it's very very cool yeah, stuff. At the Welcome Center is at the art yeah, that's, that's on the uh, wall. Yep, yeah. we have, we have a of piece pieces. of his hanging in our I know, hallway. I'm just saying, like if, if Dustin reads off their names, I don't know who they are from their names, but yeah. I like his stuff. Okay. Yeah, you would definitely recognize. And he's a really art. he's a really nice guy. I actually bought some of his stuff in the Art of Disney downtown Disney a few years ago, and he was there signing, and we struck up a conversation. Really really nice guy. Oh yeah, that's right. I remember that. Um, also, artist uh, Jasmine Beckett Griffith will be at the Marketplace Co-op at uh, Downtown Disney, November seventh through the eighth. Um, uh, a whole bunch of artists will be November fourteenth through the fifteenth at uh, the Downtown Disney Marketplace at the Art of Disney. So it's it's mostly the Art of Disney and the Co-op Marketplace, and we have a whole list that'll be in our show notes page of all the events that are going on for merchandise. And now it's not only just Disney artists. Um, so there's like new uh, events going on for um, you know the the releases of Disney Infinity characters, uh, new merchandise for Big Hero Six. Should be getting should be getting mine the new ones today. Yeah. Oh, Is yeah. it like like Bob Iger and Yeah. Yeah. Is it really? And Jay Rasula. Really cool. yeah, Jay Rasula and Disney Infinity character. They fight yeah. each other. I love that. So um, so that's that's the kind of stuff that you can uh, you can you can see on this uh, on our website and uh, and hopefully uh, plan to do while you're in town because those are some of the things that you don't normally think to do when you're in Disney. But if you're at Downtown Disney and you you really are a fan of Disney merchandise and Disney art, you can go check out some of those events. I bet the people who uh, have personal appearances after the parking garage opens do better. I bet they will too. Awesome. Thank you, Dustin. Craig? Uh, I don't really have anything to say. No? But I'll say a couple things. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll say it anyways. You're an enigma, Craig. You're you, just an enigma. You can't stop me. Um, get up as you go. Go ahead. Uh, so this week, uh, a couple big things happening. The new Cinderella show, or Cinderella Castle show with Anna and Elsa is going to be starting on Wednesday night at Twilight. So I'll probably get over to the parks to try to do a video on that, get it up before we go to Delaware. Um, and then Mickey's Very Merry Christmas Party starts on Friday. Uh, which you'll be there I'll be doing Corey. video work for it. I'll be there. Corey will be there. Yeah. And <coughs> doing the things we haven't done in a while since we hired you guys. So, <laughs> But I, I'm sad we can't be there, but it's sold out, so people can't come and watch you guys do it. Uh, but it does start Friday. And, uh, <laughs> and then my You person, guys got all the tickets? All, all of them. We bought the park out. He did. That's good. If that's true, then I'll go. (laughs) (laughs) It's just the four of us. I'm there. (laughs) Uh, And then uh, Big Hero Six comes out this Friday. I got to see it over the weekend. It was an amazing, amazing movie. Really? Yes. I got tickets in the mail from. Adventures by Disney. Yeah. ABD yeah. sent out a, a guest gift. Oh, is that what I have waiting inside? I haven't opened it It is yet. four tickets to see Big Hero 6. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, two per, two per Was per it a small person. envelope? Yes. Oh, yes. God, I threw it away. I better no, go open it. No. No. I think you should explain why we got them, because people are probably thinking. It's if an you're an adventure insider, insider means, means you've... Okay. You're like verbal cue cards. I've got it. <laughs> well, I'm good. Which means? It means... If you're an adventure insider, which means... You book more than... Are you going to get hit? Shut up, Patty LuPone. Um, it means that you've traveled on more than two adventures. You then become an adventure insider, and every once in a while, they send out little gifts to our their inve- adventure insiders. And this time, we got four. Each person got two tickets to Big Hero Six. That's cool. Real Hero Six or Virtual Hero Six. And it's Six. good from now until the end of January, or actually November seventh, I think, until the end of January. After the holidays, but it cannot be used at an AMC theater. So, oh really? Okay. If you have, if you've gotten one of those ma- um, mailers from Adventures by Disney, that's what's inside it. All right, yeah. Pulled out Great. the trash, Julie. <laughs> Thank you. I'm Craig. like, I can't go on this trash. <laughs> <I know. laughs> 
Um, all right. I uh, want to go over the top 10 threads from Disboards.com for last month. A couple of interesting ones popped up again this month. Uh, number 10, the 2014 Beach and Yacht Club FAQ on the resorts board uh, started by Nate Ben Ma. Uh, on our resorts forum, just for those who don't know, uh, there are FAQ threads for all the Disney resorts, and they're amazing. They have so much information, pictures, room layouts, anything you want to know. Uh, this is where the fans of the resort of the of the individual resorts go and kind of share their share their love of Disney resorts and their information. And it's a great great resource if you're if you're doing trip planning and research. Uh, number nine, our good friend, I drive a Dodge Stratus. Um, I drive a Lumina. Uh, stateroom Mickey ears, and then some on the DCL forum. Again, another great thread. Now this is a this is a stalwart. This has been pretty much in the top ten now for two years. Uh, since we started doing this, yeah, this right. has remained in the top 10. Uh, and this is guidelines for creating uh, things to decorate your stateroom door. Um, and, you know, there's all sorts of all sorts of uh, templates of, you know, things you can print out and, and instructions on how to make the magnets because <laughs> it has to be magnetic. It can't be adhesive. Um, and so this is another great thread uh, that you should check out if you're doing a cruise and want to decorate your stateroom door. Um, number eight, uh, sadly, a, an all too familiar uh, theme on the board lately. We we too are done with Disney for a while. Theme parks, attractions, and strategies. Uh, Connie ten forty two. I thought this was a really thoughtful post. Unlike some of the other ones where it just kind of gets crazy, this was a very thoughtful post, and I you know it made me sad to read. It really did. Um, that you know there are people that feel that with the changes. That are happening with FastPass Plus that they need to, uh, like, just not come back for a while because it's just too stressful, and it's too much, too much involved in it. And you know, do you know what the biggest complaint I hear, I keep hearing over and over and over again, all throughout the year, is that the park is just too crowded. It's very crowded. Uh, and just all the time. But I'll tell you something: it's not just Disney. Um, Universal was crowded. Universal was very crowded this uh, this weekend. I thought yesterday, a Monday in November. It was going to be really dead. It wasn't. It wasn't. And, you know, fortunately, with, you know, Universal, if you're staying on site, you have that express yep. pass. You don't wait in any lines for the vast majority. Not if you stay at Cabana Bay. But not Cabana <laughs> Bay. If you're staying at Royal Pacific, uh, Hard Rock, or Portofino Bay, your room key entitles you to uh, an express pass that's unlimited, that you can just keep going on things. And I like Cabana Bay enough that it would be worth it to me. I love and that just hotel. Pay the extra no, for the express pass. I want those I would. minion rooms. I want Ferris and Billy to sleep in the little rocket beds. <laughs> but <laughs> you know, it's it's definitely it's definitely a sad, a sad, almost regular thing now. Every every month that we do the top ten, um, <laughs> that at least one thread like this gets in there. So, uh, number seven on the community board by Alice and Ariel. Uh, with Ebola in the States, will it affect your plans? This was actually a poll that was started, and this is one of two polls on Ebola that made it into the top <laughs> ten. Uh, obviously, Ebola being a big topic last month. Um, and uh, the poll asks, uh, you know, is it gonna, is, will the threat of Ebola affect your plans? Uh, yes, we'll be canceling and watching the disease very carefully. Three people answered that. Yes, but I'm not sure how much it will affect my plans. Eight people answered that. Not sure. Let's give it another month to see. That was 26 people, or 13%. No, we will not be counseling. The mouse is invincible. 98 people, or just under 50% of the vote, went to that. No, but I I may be more careful about things while I'm there. 32% of the people, 63 votes. Um, And I realize the, the hype has died down some. Now that the you know I, there, while there have been a few deaths here uh, as a result of Ebola, the you know the cases that have cropped one, up just one. one one death right, right yeah. um, the rest of them seem to be thank thankfully right. getting better. Um, people are starting to understand it's not the same here as it is in Africa, in some of the African countries where the outbreak is prevalent. Uh, that's because of the medical care we have here, the sanitation we have here. There's a lot of differences. I just heard a statistic that <laughs> sort of put things in perspective. 22,000 people died of the flu last year. Right. 
did the flu keep you away from uh, your vacation? Right. Well, you know, it's the it's the it's you know when they start using you know. <laughs> You know, your intestines liquefy um, and things scary. like that. The media is not helping. You know, the no. media hypes it up and people buy into it. Um, this is a very difficult illness to contract. You're not going to get this, you know, sitting next to somebody on a bus. Yeah. Um, much, unless they vomit directly into your mouth. And uh, then maybe. God. But I'm much more scared of the avian flu. That, that possibility frightens me to no end. Ebola doesn't scare me at all. He, he's kidding. No, uh, you're no, really like afraid of the avian flu? Yeah, if that ever broke out, there's no cure for it, and it's like birds carry it. It's crazy. Okay. All right, Tippy Hedren, let's <laughs> move on. <laughs> but uh, stay out of the attic. Uh, number six, number six on our list is another thread uh, lamenting FastPass Plus. FastPass Plus is now completely worthless if you are staying off-site. Theme parks, attractions, and strategies. Uh, Amatista posted that. Um, and uh, I don't. Why is it completely worthless if you're staying off site? Let's read her thread. <laughs> to find out. This sounds like a book on tape. It does. <laughs> okay. Wow. Did you see what just I did. happened? There? I had like the weirdest transition ever. That was like uh, like this screen came up in slow motion. It was weird. <laughs> Oh, it's be, that's right. I did read this um, because she signed in at because offsite guests get thirty day window versus onsite guests getting sixty day window. And I signed in for my fast pass selections at midnight Eastern time, but lo and behold, everything good has ended for the day. So basically, unless you stay onsite, you will not get fast passes for anything really good because the onsite peeps with their sixty day window get to pick and choose first. So now, after nine years of multiple Disney trips a year, I am left with the leftovers. I just I want to say this though too. Sixty days out doesn't guarantee you the good rides either. Yeah, you got people complaining about that too. Right, exactly. But I want to. We talked about this once before. We have a friend who travels here quite frequently, and what she said was that she feels that the way Disney was all welcoming. Come in, come in, come in. She said I felt like I was being taken care of. She said now with the fact that she's one of those people who wants to ride something and get back off and re-ride it kind of thing. And if you were willing to do that line, you could do that as many times as you wanted to. And I realize you could still do that. But she said now she feels that it's more an adversarial relationship with Disney, that you have to sort of have strategies to get on even the simplest things. And she said she feels very differently about it. And, you know, after multiple trips a year... I can understand. I have that same feeling. It's kind of like all of a sudden this went from my free, easy place where I don't have to think about anything to now I have to buy a wristband. And if you're staying off price, you not only have to buy a ticket, you have to buy a wristband. But here's the thing is that the vast majority of people that are on our site that especially on the boards, these are obsessive compulsive planners. And I'm one of them. I'm not I'm not, not a pejorative here. I'm one of them. Um, obsessive compulsive planners and have been that's the whole reason Disboards exists it's the whole reason the site exists and all of a sudden Disney quantifying planning the way they're doing is this is suddenly a big issue People yes, have been obsessing over these things for years. But planning was different. You could plan which ride you were going to go on, and you either got a fast pass in the morning or you didn't. This means now, if you don't have a fast pass, there are certain things you can't even plan on then. You're planning. You can still wait. I mean, unless they do away with the standby lines, they still have the standby lines. You can but what's get happened on a standby is those line standby lines have tripled and quadrupled. I understand. But so what they've done, though, is then they've made it a little more difficult for you. If you were one of those people who didn't want to, you know, you weren't moving the troops west. You just wanted to go and have a good this day. Is, but I think this is part and parcel of kind of our society right now in terms of waiting online. Um, I'm one of those people that if I see a 45-minute wait, um, I'm out of here. I'm not doing it. Well, over the weekend, I was in a position where I kind of had to. And... You know, I'm getting onto this line, and I'm like, 45 minutes, Lord in heaven, this is ridiculous. You know what? The world didn't end, and it went by a lot faster than I thought it was going to. And I had a great time, and so did my family. And I think it's this idea that we are all, we just live in an environment where we have to have it, and we have to have it now, and we're not going to wait. 
and lines aren't okay and this isn't okay. I want what I want when I want it. And I think <clears throat> Disney making some of these changes has brought that out in people. Because that's what a lot of this sounds. I want what I want when I want it. And you know what? So does everybody else walking through those turnstiles. See, the problem is I didn't have any problem waiting in line. I do have a problem waiting in line four times longer because the other line is only for people who but are But I don't think it's necessarily four times longer. I haven't. I think for on some attractions that did not have FastPass before, yes, that there are lines now. But even like a Pirates of the Caribbean, you know, so, okay, so there's a 20-minute wait or a 30-minute wait. Is it really the end of the world? Is it really worth just... I will never step foot in Disney again. But, but I think people throwing the baby out with the bathwater. That's my feeling. Um, it's and, changed the way I feel about it. But it it's, really it's, has. I think that's because it's change. And I think people don't always embrace change. And, you know, they like it the way they like it. And now it's changing. And doesn't matter that, you know, I think people are, some people are going in with a negative attitude. They're just saying, this is going to suck. And, if you, you know, whether you think it's going to suck or not, you're right. Because if that's the attitude you have when you go into the park, that's going to color everything. Um, and I think that's some of what's happening, too. Look, again, I'll say I do not fault people who feel that they don't want to go back, that this isn't for them. I'm not saying you're wrong. I just That's not how I feel for me. And that doesn't mean that everybody else is wrong. Um, it's just how I feel. That, you know... I, and I'm sad. It actually doesn't make me angry or upset. It makes me sad to hear that people feel that way. Because I feel like, you know, you have a love of Disney and you're letting this get in the way. And, you Do you know, think they're just being overly dramatic, though, and they're really just really going to go bad? I think some people are, but I think other people aren't. I, like I said, the, the one thread, uh, we two are done with Disney for a while. I didn't find that overly dramatic. I didn't find that, you know, I found it, it was, you know, just really. Just effect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would certainly hope that I, you don't think I'm being overly dramatic. It, I, I, I'm oh. not. I just, it's just, it's colored my opinion. That and the fact that it, it's just the parks are so crowded, everything about it seems to have become more complicated. And But there's more people in the world now, and it's a different world from 1971. I have to keep telling myself that, because... You want it the way it used to be. I'm going to cry over this stupid thing. This is so stupid. <laughs> you said it, and you made yourself cry. <laughs> really? It wasn't even any of us. Man, this is too complicated. And they're really cute. Though, oh, they are cute. <laughs> Thank you. These are cute. <laughs> anyway. All right. Uh, number five, new guidelines canceled ADR thread. There is a, a thread on the Disney Dining Forum where if you have a coveted ADR that you're going to cancel... You can post information about it in hopes that maybe someone else can get it. That was started by one of our moderators, Pumba, on the Disney wow. Dining Forum. Uh, number four is the other poll. Would you cancel a non-refundable vacation over an Ebola threat? If you had a, ref- a vacation that was non-refundable and there was an Ebola outbreak or a report of Ebola here in Orlando, would you cancel that? Uh, this is on the theme parks board, started by Marathon. And uh, 77% Almost 78% of the people said they would not cancel. Uh, only eight people, under 2%, said they would cancel the trip right now. Um, 18% said they would cancel the trip only if a case is identified in Florida or there are more outbreaks across the country. So, In just the state of Florida? So wow. it could be in Tallahassee. I'm just reading it the way it's written. Yeah, yeah. yeah. wow. So, um, but, uh, and then 14 people said other. <laughs> <laughs> Um, number three uh, also on the Disney restaurants forum uh, posted by Andre Willie uh, be our guest lunch fast pass thread number two Toy Story Mania standby less test by Missy Rose on the theme parks board that's discussing the thread we were talking about uh, last uh, last month about uh, them testing Toy Story Mania without a standby line yeah. Um, and again, the number one thread on Disboards.com for the month of October by Mesa Boy 2 on Theme Parks, FastPass Plus, Basic Info. Tells me that, well, it's a, a, it's a great thread, but that this is information people are, are hungry for. Because when I say, again, you know, he's, he's this year's Jess because <laughs> this thread is number one by a mile. It's not even close. 
there's been a couple of a uh, couple of months where it's been a little tighter but you know this is the runaway threat of the year now uh fast pass plus basic info and again links to all of this and everything we talk about on the show you can find on our show notes page disunplugged.com just scroll down to this week's show and click on more info and all links to the videos the audio um and all the things that we're talking about on the show will be found there so uh that is going to do it for me for this week coming up next dustin and the team will talk about what's on their disney bucket list based on a uh, article that kathy whirling wrote uh i think it was last week or the week before it was a great article um so uh that's going to do it for me thanks everybody we hope you enjoyed the show we'll be back with you again next time with another edition of the Diz Unplugged. Thanks for being with us, and remember, stay out of the damn lakes. Have a great week.